Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited about today. We're going to have um, a beautiful guest, Donna Han, who's a business coach and strategist, helps women both start and grow businesses. So I thought it would be a great way to to talk about money and then also to help give you some great ideas um, and some things to to do in order to to sort of either start or grow income um, business so that you can increase your income which is what we'd all love, more income, and then we can know what to do with it by going through further money training. So welcome, Donna. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Now, how, give us a little bit of bit of your background, who you are, um, how you came to be um, where you are now, um, and maybe just a few little things that you've learned about money along the way. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, my name's Donna Han. Um, I run a business called She's in Business and I help women who want to either start, as you said, or reshape their business and grow it. So generally, um, or specifically, I should say, I work a lot with mums in business. So I take them from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted on the path to burnout with their business to thriving as a business owner. And I do it through a couple of different ways. So Um, I do it one-on-one, so I have some private coaching clients that I work with. I also have a program called Ready to Rise, and that's a 12-week program that incorporates learning business skills, but it also incorporates um, really stepping into your power as a savvy entrepreneurial businesswoman and acknowledging that it's okay to want that as well as wanting to be a mum. Um, and uh, we also do a lot of work around self-care because I do see, uh, and, you know, as the title suggests, you know, in that what I cover in the Ready to Rise program and in one-on-one coaching is burnout prevention. Self-care is a massive, massive part of that. Um, and so, yeah, the the way that um, I help women to, I guess, provide or, you know, I- increase their own income is uh, by going into business. And I know for myself, like I've always been really interested in business. I think it started from watching my parents grow their own business. So they emigrated from England to Australia when I was about five. Um, and they just backed themselves and they started a little business um, and they had to make it work for themselves. They had no family support, obviously being on the other side of the world. They had to make a whole new circle of friends um, and they had two little kids and later a third um, to support. And so, you know, I think that's probably where my entrepreneurial uh, background began and the fascination with business. Um, I've had three, I've started, grown and sold three very successful businesses. Uh, and now I work as a business coach in helping other women to do the same. And so my passion is really aligned with empowering, supporting and inspiring other women to rise. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Donna. Sorry, I just had to mute myself for a moment because I'm coughing. Um, <laughs> it's it's really it's it's one of those things where, especially as mums, 
um, when you, especially when you've just had a baby, you get so kind of consumed by everything, the sleep deprivation, everything changes, there's, you know, foods, you know, going from milk to solids. It's just like a constant level of change. (laughs) But once you start to kind of emerge from that bubble, there's a little bit of a, oh, what now? Because the life that you had pre-baby is often not the life that you want post and the lifestyle that kind of goes with it as well. And quite often we've got, we've got knowledge and you're like, well, what do I, I'd love to do something with this, but I just don't know how. And yeah. having someone like yourself guide people through that and give them the tools and the strategies is, is awesome. Yeah. And it's very different. Like I had my first business I started when I was 19 and obviously didn't have children at that stage. And then my subsequent businesses were with kids in tow. And it's very different. Mm. Um, I, did think when I first fell pregnant with um, my first baby that I was like, I am a stay-at-home mum. I can't wait for this. This is going to be so good. And my husband said to me, yeah, but Don's, you're so ambitious. I don't know if that's going to be enough for you. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like, I'm so excited about having babies. Like, I'm going to be the best mum ever. I couldn't wait to, like, be baking and, you know, doing all those things. And then I got there and he was so right it wasn't enough for me and um, that's why in building the programs and helping the women the way that I do, I always talk about you can be a mum that's made for more Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. There's there's also nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mum but if you know within yourself that there's just, you've just got an itch to do a little bit more, you want to use your brain, you've got skills that you don't want to lose and skills that you want to continually build on or you want to set a role model for your children in going, you can have an idea and you can bring that to life and it can return you an income, you can go out there and build your own dream. And that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it as well. And now that my kids are nine and six, they are also seeing and they're starting to speak um, about business. And it's really exciting because I'm like all of those times where perhaps I had the mum guilt that I was working hard on my business and I wasn't always present with them in the moment. Um, which is something I teach the reverse of now, but I've been through it. You know, I've, I've, I've been through those moments where you are working every opportunity that you can, whenever they're sleeping, whenever they're happy playing, you're like, Oh, I'll just get in and do this thing. And before you know it, you get to the end of the day and you're lying down in bed and your head's still racing with all the things that you need to do for your business. Plus it's also weighed down with all of that emotional guilt that you have that you weren't present with your kids when, you know, they were playing on the rug without you or you'd park them in front of the TV. I've lived that. I know that very, very well. But what I have since discovered works is putting systems and processes and a whole range of different things in place. That means your business can effectively run really well without you being the linchpin of the business all the time, which means it brings you freedom of time and freedom of money to choose where you spend your time. And if one of the major things that one of your core values is spending time with the people who mean the most to you, then you can do that. So you don't have to work in the space where the business is running you. You actually can flip that where you're running the business. Yeah, no, that's, that's, and, and um, I love the core values. That's where we, we often, we connected when we first spoke because yeah. I, I talk a lot about values. And so there's, there's a couple of things in there I wanted to unpack a little bit more of. Um, we'll, we'll come back to the values, but one of the things you talked about was systems and processes. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, where a lot of 
people tend to, they're like, especially if they've never been in business before, they're like, what does that even mean? So yeah. what, what are systems and processes and why are they so important? Yeah. Um, and I love it that you said that when you first start out in business, because a lot of the time we start a business because we're like, oh, I'm really good at this, or I really like doing this. This brings me so much joy. And, oh, I couldn't monetize this. Hmm. And we've got the technical skills to do whatever that thing is. But then once you're in business, you're like, holy moly, there's this such a big amount of stuff behind the scenes that no one sees, all the admin and, you know, depending on what it is, whether you're a service or a product-based business, there is so much more. And so quickly it can become really overwhelming because not only are you having to do the thing like, you know, that you started the business for, but you've got to do all this other background stuff too. Yeah. And so um, I know that you have uh, pillars within your program. I also have business pillars for success as well. Um, and one of those is creating systems and processes for your business. Now, this can be as simple as a document that has a step-by-step process of what you do, when you do it, and why you do it. The reason for that, even if you're the only person in your business, is it kind of, uh, it does a couple of things. The first thing that it does is when you write that out, it forces you to look and ask yourself whether it's the most efficient way of doing things. Mm. Uh, You can't ignore it when you're typing it or writing it down on a piece of paper. Why do I do that? Do I need that extra step in there? Huh? Maybe not. That's probably a waste of my time. So it helps you to become really efficient in the way that you do certain things within your business. It also means that you can effectively switch off that part of your brain. So if it's a task that maybe you only do once a quarter or once a month and you find yourself going, oh yeah, I know what I need to do, but It's taking me a long time because I keep thinking, oh, what was that email address I have to send it to? Or what was the thing? If you've got it in a a systemized document, you just follow the steps. It takes all of the brain work out of it. And by the end of it, you'll feel really good because you'll know that it's quality controlled too, that it's exactly the way it should have been done. And the other beautiful thing about doing that is when your business grows, and you perhaps expand into having a few team members, you've got essentially a manual for your business yep. that you can provide to them. And, of course, you still need, like, it's it's not a set and forget. You can't just go, here's the document, see you later, <laughs> do the thing. You also have to support them and train them and keep touching back in with them to say, how's it going? Or oh, I noticed that this didn't happen. Is there a reason why you skipped that step? And it might just be that they just skipped it. They didn't mean to. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm just bringing your attention back to that. If you could just follow it, you know. So, But systems and processes are so, so, so important. The other great thing that it does is it creates value within your business. So for me, I've sold three businesses and gone are the days where you can sell your business based on, um, oh, the words just left my head, Uh, uh, like loyalty of your customers. Yeah, good Um, Goodwill, that's the word. Thank you. Um, you the value isn't there anymore. The cons- the way that the consumer behaves now is vastly different to the way it was, you know, um, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. The loyalty isn't there so much. And so you can't sell the number of customers that are on your books because that's not guaranteed. But what you can sell where the value does lie in your business is in your systems and your processes. Mm -hmm. Because when you step out of the business and the new business owner steps in, if they can start the, well, if they can start their um, journey within the business and they can instantly start turning a revenue 
that's where the value is. And by having systems and processes in place, the manual effectively for your business, that's what your business will be priced upon as well as your profit margins. You know, there's strategy science to that as well. Um, But yeah, that's, that's why systems and processes are one of the business pillars of success that I teach within my program. Yeah, but no, it's it's and it's it's an interesting point too. Is understanding the exit strategy while you're building the entrance mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so yeah. always having that view, and that's that's difficult to do when you're in it. Which yeah. is again why having a, a coach and mentor to help you with that is actually a lot easier because they're outside it and they're like, okay, well, these are all the things that you need to do, and mm-hmm. then give you the checklist and the the pro- and understand how you will do it. So that's 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 hugely valuable. Um, Linking back then to the core values, how do you find that works when, when, when you're, when women are starting or growing a business, how do their values like show up and what often happens as a result when they do? Yeah. So this is like the very first thing that I always tackle when we have people join the program or I'm working with them one-on-one is getting really clear around your core values, your purpose and your vision and mission for your business. If you come from a corporate background, you'd be like, oh, rolling my eyes, vision and mission statements. (laughs) But it's so important because it will, uh, like uh, we've just recently recorded a a podcast together um, before we're jumping into this one, and you talked about your compass. Mm -hmm. It's the same in business, right, in that your values become your compass. They will keep you on track when you are either developing a new revenue stream, when you're saying yes or no to an opportunity that's come your way, when you are looking five years into the future and going, how is my business going to shape up over those five years? So the first thing that we always look at is really asking yourself, okay, what am I good at? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What When people are talking about you, how would they describe your strengths and weaknesses? So we kind of start there and then we go, okay, how does that play into the vision of the business you want to create or the business you want to reshape? Because I also help women who um, have created a business, perhaps without really considering their values or that future vision. They haven't maybe got the business skills and those core structures in place. And then they find themselves a few years in going, oh, this is not what I wanted for myself. I'm working far more than I wanted to. It's not lighting me up anymore. I feel really lost. So I work with people in that way as well. Mm. And so, you know, understanding what your core values are and then building your business around that means that we have a heart-centered business. And that heart-centered business is going to ensure that you are integrating the three sides of you, that savvy entrepreneurial businesswoman, the heart-centered in the moment, present mum, partner, friend, daughter, you know, all of that, and also making sure that you're honouring you when when you're not wearing any of the hats, when you haven't got the mum hat on, when you haven't got the business owner hat on, when you're just you, Mm. you know, it's about understanding what that is as well. Because if we're constantly living and operating under those hats, there will come a time where those hats will, you know, essentially your kids won't need you anymore. Maybe the business isn't what you want anymore and you sell it or change it or move on to something different. And then you're left with you again. 
And if you haven't been constantly tuning into you and getting a really, you know, making sure that you're looking after you and constantly grounding yourself and coming back and really listening to that core inner voice, Mm -hmm. not the nasty mean girl voice that's critical and uh, pulls us down because we have that too, but, you know, that the the really deep, meaningful, um, the messages that we want in our heart, if we're not playing and listening to those things, then eventually the wheels are going to fall off. And so that's why values are so important um, in so many aspects, in every aspect of our lives, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was interesting when you said, because I, I come from a corporate background, so the idea of visions and mission statements and they get, like, parked or they they get the repartee comes out at a meeting and then nobody really, like, listens yeah. or understands it. Yeah. But the other part too is, the, and I see this so often with, with friends and clients, the roles. We, we, are, we are, you know, we're ourselves, but then we're, you know, we're a daughter, we're a mother, we're a sister, we're a friend. We're all these different roles. Mm-hmm. And then... When, especially when you get to the point where your kids are a little bit older and they're at school and then you've got, I, I was actually just having this conversation with a friend of mine on the weekend and she's lost. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. So we're going to do a values discovery session to, to chat about that because yeah. she's like, I don't know what makes me happy. Yeah. So well, what made you happy before kids? And she's like, I don't even know that. Mm. I was like, yeah, you're probably just busy doing stuff. And then we never take the time to actually evaluate or, or kind of think about it. And, yes. and like you said, and then when you, even if you do sort of then go into business, it's always like the bu- business of being busy. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to actually take stock of it and go, well, what is important? What, who are we as individuals? Yeah. And it's extremely valuable. Oh yeah. And I think like, you know, what made you happy before kids to what makes you happy now is sometimes quite different too, because yeah. that whole um, journey of motherhood really, you know, it can change a lot of what we value and what we yeah. seek in um, in our lives. So, yeah, I think it's really good that throughout our life we make time to really unpack and rediscover our values and our purpose on a regular basis and know yeah. that it is natural and normal for our, our wants and our purpose to change and to evolve and it's absolutely okay to do that. But yeah. the danger is when we ignore that and we don't pay attention to it or allow space for that, and then we find ourselves feeling really lost because we've let it go for too long. Yeah, that's right. And then quite often, I remember years ago at a at a personal development seminar, and they said, "Oh, disease is disease." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's actually so. The the longer you ignore that disease, it mm. can actually manifest in physical disease. Yeah. Um, and then even things like depression or anxiety or whatever, there's so much of that around. Mm. And I think it's really worthwhile taking stock of that and just pausing and and doing some reflection and some inner work. Yeah. And then that'll also, as a, as a business owner, makes things a lot clearer as to what you're doing, how you communicate, how you show up. As yeah. you're, like you're not holding yourself back anymore. Um, you're like, you know what? This is me and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then people will go, oh, wow, well, if she's brave enough to do that, then that's great. Oh, you know, you start to create a bit of a community then of people who are no longer afraid to be themselves. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And um, I often encourage the ladies that I work with, and I do it myself too, is to have a daily self-care 
plan. And I know mm-hmm. like plan, like, you know, I do love planning and I, <laughs> I'm a bit of a plan nerd. For plan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit <laughs> of a nerd when it comes to planning because like in all areas of my life, when I've got a plan, you can guarantee that it may not go perfectly, but it'll go pretty damn good because there's a plan there. Yeah. And having a self-care plan is also really important because it can be something that just keeps you in that positive mindset. It helps you to remember to tune into yourself and to celebrate yourself as well with your achievements um, and be grateful. Like practicing gratitude has been huge for me um, and I know that it's been really effective for so many other high-flying business women um, that, you know, I'm in peer groups with and things like that too. So um, I do have a one-page self-care plan that I can share if that's of interest to anyone listening. Um, I'll give you the link for that. Um, But it's just a really great one-pager that you can fill in on a regular basis and it helps you to really go, okay, how am I feeling? Mm. If I'm feeling stuck, what are the things that I know for me will get me out of that funk Mm -hmm. and into a place of being more productive, being more positive? Um, And, you know, it also helps you to go, okay, where are my boundaries? What am I prepared to say yes to? And what am I prepared to say no to? And I think as women, we are so good at pleasing people that Mm -hmm. sometimes we forget to please ourselves. But um, in the one-page self-care plan, it also talks about boundaries and, um, you know, honouring those boundaries because it is a self-care measure in not saying yes to everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and boundaries, especially as a as a small business owner, whether you're brand new or you're sort of in there and you're, you're ready to grow, um, especially in the early days, it's very easy to say yes to everything yeah. and you, you overgive and then you sort of a certain amount of resentment can start to happen if you, yeah. if you give too much and your energy levels drop as a result and you're like, damn it, people aren't paying me for this Yeah, um, and, and, and I'm letting it happen. Yeah, yeah. At the very beginning of starting a business, I think there is uh, importance in saying yes to lots of opportunities because that is how you get your name out there. That is how you start to build relationships and networks and those kinds of things. Um, So, yes, saying yes to opportunities is important, but it's about being strategic about what you're saying yes to. And I think that comes down to, again, another one of the core business pillars that I teach is understanding your ideal customer avatar. So who are you serving Um, and, you know, how are you uh, helping them with their pain point by providing a solution for them. Now, if part of the opportunities that are coming your way somehow feed into that, then go for it. But if it's something that is totally unrelated and is not going to be uh, providing a solution for the core people, your core audience that you are shaping your business up for, then maybe it's not the right opportunity to say yes to. But, you know, and that's the other thing that I think um, business owners sometimes struggle with, especially at the beginning, is that they don't take the time to identify who their core audience is. And when I say audience, I mean your customers. So who's your ideal customer that is going to buy, you know, your offer, whether it be a product or a service? Um, Who is that? And how can you really make sure that all of your branding, all of your marketing, all of your messaging speaks to them because that's where then you can look at your uh, customer journey and get your sales funnel happening um, and making sure that your business is 
feasible that you're actually going to be making a profit and an income from it. Yeah. God, this is like so much value buried in all of that. And having I know. Like, you know, like the funnel and, and knowing all of that. And it creates that structure and that sort of strategic view. And again, the clarity that you find in yourself and then in your business helps make those decisions a lot easier. But then you've got those systems and tools, understanding what your funnels and all of that makes all of that a lot easier and it flows a lot better. Um, yeah. And again, makes things less random. And yeah, because you, yeah. you said before as well, like being in business, we, it's busy, it's busy, it's busy. It is busy. And that's where strategy is important. Yeah. Got to have a strategy. We talk about, um, you know, planning for greatness and, you know, building out your dreams and your goals, but mm-hmm. then putting a strategy behind those and action mm-hmm. steps to make sure that you reach it. Because if you don't have those strategies and you don't have those plans in place, mm-hmm. what will happen is you'll just be busy all the time, but you'll effectively be running in quicksand. So you won't be traveling towards the direction of your goals and your dreams. You'll just be like spinning your wheels. And that's what we don't want. As a business owner, you want to be constantly growing um, in the right direction, which means, yes, building up your clientele, but also making that profit, that um, that income. And if you haven't got goals and plans in place, strategies in place, if you haven't got like a really clear marketing strategy and you haven't got a sales strategy and you haven't got like a, you know, um, a customer onboarding and then, you know, what happens after they've bought that product or service for you, like all of those things are what makes Mm -hmm. your systems within your business work so beautifully um, that it is well worth your time and energy in having a business. If you don't have that sort of stuff, you might feel that you're working your butt off all the time. And at the end of the month, when you review your finances, the bank account's empty and, or maybe even in the red. And you're like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. So um, a lot of social media posts and waiting waiting for likes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So where, so the, the ready to rise program that you offer, how to, how do is that the, how do people find you and find out more about your program? What's the best way for them to, to take this forward if they, if they'd like to? Yeah, cool. So um, I run the Ready to Rise program three times a year. Um, I've just closed the doors on that for our um, intake at the moment, but I'll be opening them again in August. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the best way to find out when that is opening is to join my mailing list. So you can hop over to my website, donahan.com. And there's that's where you can find the self-care plan as well. That's on my homepage. There's also a really great uh, productivity planner as well. If people want to really maximize their time, uh, that's a really great download that you can grab from there as well. I've got a podcast. It's called She's in Business. And I'm always on there sharing uh, different tips and solutions and just, you know, small chunks of business advice and also self-care advice and I get different guest experts on as well which you're one of them which is exciting uh so that's a really great space to tune in and uh listen while you're doing things you know with be walking or whatnot um and yeah the uh what else I think those are the two main things. My Instagram is a really great space as well to find me. So my Instagram handle is Donna underscore Han. That's H-A-N-N for November dash S-I-B. 
which stands for She's in Business. So Donna underscore Han underscore SID. Those are the best places to find me. Yeah. I'll put a lot of that. I'll put all that information in the show notes as well, so people can just click on it and they don't have to have written it down. If you're if you're in the car and yeah. you have a pen at hand, it'll all be in the show notes. But thank you so much, Donna. There's lots and lots of valuable information there, and um, lots of things that people can think about and take action on. So thank you yeah. very much. And that's the thing I think. Just you know, finishing up on that beautiful thought is that it's all in the action. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. Oh, it's all in the action. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. I've really enjoyed chatting. Thanks.